Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And just like that, the SEC changed. There you go. Nick Saban, not a part of the conference that he helped elevate into an incredible stratosphere, one of the best coaches of any sport, of any generation, what he did at Alabama and also, to some extent, LSU was nothing but phenomenal but he suddenly announces his retirement. So welcome to the program. We've got breakdowns galore because does this affect Tennessee? Well, absolutely it does. From a recruiting standpoint, we're going to take a look at that. If you haven't been to offthehooksports.com yet, uh, Caleb Drew has a great breakdown of some guys that maybe are back on Tennessee's radar and also some success that Tennessee had against Alabama, even though they were still led by Nick Saban. So I don't think that Alabama really has ever been, and we'll talk about this more, uh, Caleb, but I don't think they've ever been that recruiting rival that we've seen at other schools uh, like Georgia. But clearly a lot to unpack as Nick Saban surprises the world and announces that he will retire. It's one of those sports moments, and I don't want to compare it to real stuff. Um, real life moments, but it's one of those sports moments. You'll probably remember where you were when you saw it forever and ever. Caleb, how are you, sir? I am good, Dave. And uh, I was walking my dog when I saw it. So yes, that I texted you because for those who don't know, I had a boomer moment yesterday because I was reading Chris Lowe on Twitter. Chris Lowe first tweeted it. And I swore I had to look at the account like five times. Be like, I'm not sure I'm not looking at a parody account because, you know, you have all these parody accounts on Twitter. Jimmy Hyams is the biggest victim of that. <laughs> and, yeah. And his, and Chris's for some reason doesn't look like one you would pick right off the top. It, yeah, it, exactly. it almost looks like a parody account. So you said he doesn't that, have the and, blue check. And <laughs> yeah. And we don't know who has the blue check or not anymore. I remember where I was. And we're going to get into how this affects Tennessee and the SEC. But I remember what step I was on in our family home when my um, aunt and uncle told me about Paul Bear Bryant passing away shortly after he retired. They were huge Alabama fans. Not sure why, but they were huge Alabama fans. So I remember that. We remember football moments not as much as real stuff. And you know the real stuff that I'm referring to, but we in the South uh, remember those moments more than anywhere else in the country. Maybe you could argue some Ohio and Michigan areas are are that involved with, with their sports, but it's one of the things that makes 
the SEC very, very, very special. We're represented by Banks and Jones. Go to banksjones.com and Andy Mason of andymasonrealestate.com. Best realtors you can find, and they're right there in East Tennessee. 40 years of experience, best prices, best service in the business. They're phenomenal. I've known Andy Mason for decades, literally. Go with Andy Mason. Also, I think we have to question, and you did, is there... It, is there something strange about this this timing at all? Because you brought up some points in which Nick Saban had made some very strong statements about how he's still in it to coach. Um, he's still fired up. This is clearly not a situation of Jimbo Fisher stumbling out the door. This is a guy who was uh, building for for the foreseeable future. Now, you and I may not like his hires at coordinator, but it looked like he had a long-term plan. So I, I was definitely surprised when I heard Nick Saban was retiring. Yeah, so for those who – and I, I touched on this last night when I went live last night. I want to thank everybody for tuning in last night when we did that. For those who who are curious and why I want to bring this up is that you can't just say Nick Saban is, doesn't like NIL and Transfer Portal and things like that. Because Nick Saban, if he didn't like those things, he would have retired in 2021. He wouldn't retire now. He told, and Stephen A. Smith said on First Take about last last week that, and whatever you think of him, I I don't think he lies when he quotes players. I don't think I don't think talking heads lie when they quote what people have told them. And he said that Nick Saban told him personally that the mark of it was something like the mark of greatness is being able to win in different times as things adapt, and that's the challenge he embraces. Well, if that's the case, he wouldn't bolt from NIL and transfer portal. You know Nick Saban, Dave. Isn't Saban the type that would embrace the challenge of winning with the, in the era of NIL and transfer portal just to prove he could do it? Re reluctantly, and I think he has, right? It, isn't Jameer Gibbs proof that he brought a guy in? Isn't getting Bryce Young a million dollars before he took his first snap, even though I'm sure that Nick Saban wasn't <laughs> involved in that very closely. But aren't those all signs that he did adapt? And he may not like it, and he may not want to coach under it, but if he had to, if you said, I'm betting all I have that if Nick Saban gave you three years under this current scenario, he'd have a national championship. Buddy, I'm taking the national championship side. I don't know about you. I'm, I'm taking it too, easily. And he was also, let's not forget last January, Jairo was the one who reported this when he was on our show last year. Nick Saban didn't go home in January last year. He was so mad about not being in the playoff. He spent the whole month of January recruiting. That's you're not recruiting. You're not when you're recruiting like that. You're not thinking about the next year. You're thinking when you're recruiting, you're thinking at least two years down the road. So why would he be thinking two years down the road and then retire within a year? And so I want to bring this up to say this, guys. This is not an Urban Meyer situation where Urban Meyer faked a health issue just so he could run away from the SEC because he knew that he wasn't going to be able to compete with Alabama, and then he faked a health issue to leave Ohio State. It, it's not that situation. Nick Saban's not running from anybody. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. I think it could be a couple of things. And Dave, I wanted to bounce this off you and you give me your thoughts. 
Um, if it's something personal, we're going to leave that alone because, you know, we don't ever want to get into anything personal with anybody. So, and, and that could be nothing's come out. But if it's from a football perspective, do you think it's possible that after this transfer portal window just closed, Saban looked at the boosters at Alabama and realized they weren't going to pony up the NIL money compared to the other schools? And he realized that he just was going to be at a permanent disadvantage going forward and that it wasn't okay. worth it at 72. On the surface, that sounds crazy. But I was talking to somebody about that. And right now, the channels are pretty easily set up where the money goes to the university. Right now, you assume, just like you assume that's, that's coffee you made this morning because it was in the brown bag and it looked like coffee grounds. So you made coffee. Well, you assume that Nick Saban's going to have a talented roster if you're one of the boosters. So why not, why not give to a building of the scientific arts that can be named after you? That's a little sexier than buying a backup running back. So yes, I think, I think that's the challenge that Alabama is going to have guys is talking to somebody about this yesterday. They are going to have to realize that unless they go out and get what urban Meyer and I don't think they're going to do that. But a guy who's proven can get players in there. There aren't those guys walking around the street. And unless they can get that, they're going to have to change their whole way of thinking. This is, let's remember, guys, a little bit older than me, Caleb, maybe maybe older than older than you. But my age and older, there were times when Alabama was embarrassingly bad. Embarrassingly bad. With secretaries. With women of the night yelling roads roll tide. I mean, if I'm Alabama fan, I mean I'm dead serious. If I'm Alabama fan, I there's no guarantee that it's gonna be Nick Saban 2.0 that walks through the door uh in, in a crimson suit tomorrow. I don't think there's any guarantee at all. And I wouldn't want to back the guy up, be the next guy to Nick Saban. Yeah, particularly if you know Alabama's not gonna pony up the NIL money. D guys, we reported this last year. Saban, Dave, do you remember Nick Saban two years ago at a booster club saying Texas A&M bought their whole team and Jimbo Fisher getting mad about that? Yes, totally um, remember that. Absolutely. Nick Saban wasn't taking a shot at Jimbo Fisher there. He was taking a shot directly at his boosters. He was saying, hey, boosters, you guys need to pony up money if you're going to if, – if you want us to win more, you need to pony up the money. And he didn't do that. And so I think Nick Saban – has a really, really, really it, college football coaching is a stressful job as it is guys. You have to understand that the work-life balance of college football coaching right now is just not sustainable unless they change the calendar. If you're not, if you're Nick Saban and you're 72 and Alabama's not ponying up the NIL money they need to compete with Georgia and even Tennessee for that matter, because Tennessee is actually lapping Alabama and NIL money too. Why are you going to stay in this? Why would you stay in this? When it's all when you are now coaching behind the eight ball because Alabama, I mean, excuse me, Tennessee, Georgia, LSU, all are in better positions infrastructure wise right now when it comes to NIL. It's kind of a big deal, and I got to be honest, I, I think, I think this last transfer portal window opened Saban's eyes. Saban makes business moves. He left Michigan State for LSU because he knew what the potential was at LSU. And Dave, you know the story on that. 